Yes, 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 yes. Welcome to All Things Basketball Podcast. And I'm your host, of course, Coach Luke. How's everybody doing out there in basketball land? Well, how was your weekend? Mine was pretty good. I was just catching up on all them summer league games. And I hope you did too. Well, let's get into episode 28. The name of episode 28, La La Land. The name of episode 28, La La Land. And if all of y'all was looking at the TV screen this weekend, especially in the Summer League, you heard about the big blockbuster trade, the Clippers in Oklahoma City. But we'll get into that a little bit later. Like you know Coach Luke likes to do, I like to build up into the title. I really do. All right? But before we build up in the title, you know what we got to do. We got to tap in, baby. Tap into All Things Basketball Podcast on on Instagram, follow me and I'm going to follow you. Tap in All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook. And if you need good training, you know what to do. Hit that email button. Leave your information and we'll get right back to you. We got a lot of great coaches on deck and we got more coaches coming in to help you get your game better and progress and progress until we get to the next upcoming season for you guys, all right? Well, all right. Let's get into episode 28. Well... We're starting with my main man, R.J. Barrett. Well, R.J. Barrett played two summer league games. Now, to his credit, he's a rookie, you know, and a lot of people are saying, I mean, oh, well, R.J. Barrett had a rocky start. I mean, come on, pump the brakes, people. Pump the brakes. The guy's a rookie. He's coming in. He's getting his feet wet, all right? He's playing with professionals for the first time. I know you guys saw that excellent alley-oop uh, yesterday night. He started the game off with an alley-oop, man. Wonderful play, all right? And so they're trying to get him involved, trying to get him into the swing of things. You just got to slow down a little bit. I mean, when you first get to the league, you know you're speeding and you're trying to do too much. And I just think that's what was happening with R.J. Barrett. But rest my words when I say this, when Coach Luke says this, R.J. Barrett will be a superstar. You could see it in him. He's going to be a superstar. But will he be a superstar tomorrow or in the beginning of the season? I don't think so. It's going to take some time for R.J. Barrett to get his feet wet as a professional. I tell you, some people jump right out there and, and don't miss a beat. And then it takes some, some guys, it takes a little bit of time. And so with R.J. Barrett, it's just going to take a little bit of time for him to get uh, acclimated to the pro game. But once he gets acclimated to the pro game, rest assured, you're going to see a phenomenal player in R.J. Barrett. And you saw glimpses of it the first two summer league games. I know Coach Luke did. And I'll tell you what, R.J. Barrett is not going to miss a beat. He's going to be an excellent pro. All right, and he will be look. You'll be looking at him as far as rookie of the year this year because he's going to turn it up a notch somewhere during the season. The game will eventually slow down for him, and he'll become an excellent pro. He'll see everything, all of the uh, uh, holes around him, and he'll be able to exploit those holes and be a phenomenal professional player. But right now, I think it's a little too early to say, "Oh, R.J. Barrett is." Uh, you know, he had a rocky start. There isn't a rock. There's no rocky start for a rookie. It's just a learning curve. There's no rocky start for any rookie. It's just a learning curve. And so that's what's going on with R.J. Barrett. He had a couple of uh, outings that weren't too good, but they weren't that bad either. I saw a lot of great things that he did on the defensive end. And I also saw a lot of great things he did on the offensive end. But I guess a lot of people want to see R.J. Barrett come out there and put up 20-plus points and things of that nature. Well, that didn't happen, 
All right, that didn't happen. And so, you know, he's moving forward and he's transcending up, people. And I tell you what, to his disadvantage, what I think what happened with R.J. Barrett, he really didn't play organized ball for the last three months since he left Duke. Now, I don't know why he didn't play organized ball because you can find some organized basketball basically anywhere. And so I don't know why he stayed off the court, but maybe he just wanted to rest. It could have been just R&R time for R.J. Barrett. And so now he's back in the swing of things, playing under strong with strong competition, and he'll get back into the swing. He'll get back into the swing. And so I don't want too many people to look at the first two outings in the summer league and say, oh, R.J. Barrett is having a rocky start to his pro career. Well, this is the summer league, people. This is the summer league. This is not the regular season. And I guarantee you by the regular season, you'll see a whole different player. You'll see a whole different player, I'll tell you that. Keeping things with the summer league, though, um, Zion Williamson will not participate for the rest of the summer league. He was playing against his former teammate and the New York Knicks rookies, and he collided and bumped knees with a player on the New York Knicks rookie team. And he's got a knee bruise, all right? And so the New Orleans Pelicans definitely want to proceed with caution. They don't want this knee bruise to turn into anything other than what it is, a knee bruise. So they're going to shelve Zion Williamson for the rest of the summer league. And that's the right thing to do. He's the number one pick. He's a phenomenal player. And it's very important for him to show up the first game in the New Orleans Pelicans uniform by any means necessary, all right? Because when you are the first pick in the NBA, it's important to start the season uh, uh, on the right foot. And so the New Orleans Pelicans are proceeding with caution, and they're going to shelve Zion Williamson for the rest of the summer league. So if you're looking for Zion Williamson, he'll probably be on the sideline cheering his teammates on because he's an excellent teammate, but he will not be playing for the rest of the NBA Summer League in Vegas. So that's news. They're sticking. We're sticking with the Summer League, and that's some big news because I know a lot of people were looking to see Zion Williamson uh, uh, do his thing out here in the Summer League. And I'll tell you, that first game, uh, the New York Knicks rookies and the New Orleans Pelicans rookies, Zion Williamson really performed. He He started in the layup line doing 360 dunks and what have you, putting on a show for the audience. And then when the game started, it didn't stop. He continued to play at a high, high level. And so what's going on now is that they're going to shelf him to protect him and make sure that he's ready for training camp in the middle of September. And I think that's the right thing to do. Uh, Mr. David Griffin is very, very smart. He, he shelved him right now, and he will not play uh, for the rest of this summer league. But you'll see Zion in the upcoming season. You'll see Zion in the beginning of the NBA season. So you don't have to worry about that. But they want to proceed with caution, and that's the right thing to do. Once again, tap in, baby. We got to pay those bills, man. We got to pay those bills, you know. Or, Coach, you won't be able to listen to Coach Luke. So you're going to tap into All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram. Follow me and I'm going to follow you. Tap into All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook. And if you need good training, you know, hit the email button and we'll get right back to you. Download, share, like, download. Come on, people. All Things Basketball Podcast is for you. Let's go. Well, all right. I talked about this in my last podcast. And you guys are going to think I'm, I'm a genie or something, but I'd be hearing little things around the league, and, and I, I have to bestow it to my listeners, all right? And so now it's official. DeMarcus Boogie Cousins is a Los Angeles Laker. Boogie Cousins is a Los Angeles Laker. He signed a one-year contract over the weekend, and I'm going to tell you, that has made the Lakers transcend up. The Lakers are really going forward, people, and you're going to have to watch them in the upcoming season. They've got a lot, a lot of weapons. I also understand my man Danny Green, L.I., we got to pull. 
He just signed with the Los Angeles Lakers also. And so you're starting to round up this team. And this is a dangerous team, people. And you're going to have to watch them when the season starts up. But we kind of got off because we were talking about DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. He just signed with the Los Angeles Lakers, a one-year deal. And so right now, the Lakers are really moving, people. They're really putting together an excellent team. And, of course, with DeMarcus Cousins in the middle, I tell you, man, it's going to be a tough out. The Lakers are definitely going to be a tough out. And they're going to be one of the top teams in the NBA coming up this season. And so you got DeMarcus Cousins, you got LeBron James, and you got Anthony Davis, a very formidable front court. And, of course, you got Danny Green and Rashawn Rondo. And, of course, um, Carwell Pope is still there. And so you, and you, and you, and you have uh, Kyle Kuzma. And so you're starting to round out. They're starting to round out teams, people. And the Lakers are rounding out a wonderful team that they're going to put on the floor for next season. At one point, hey, even Coach Luke, as you guys know, was talking kind of hard about the Lakers because they were pretty stagnant early on. And they weren't moving early on. But I tell you, the Lakers, we got to be quiet now because <laughs> the Lakers had a plan. The Lakers really had a plan, and they executed that plan. The Lakers executed their plan extremely well. And I'm going to tell you, it's going to be tough. They're going to be a tough out, man. And, you know, you're starting to look at the Lakers as one of the front runners in the Western Conference right now. I mean, you can't look at them any other way other than being one of the front runners in the Western Conference. Now, of course, there's other teams, all right? There's other teams that are, are, are just as strong. There's a few teams, actually, that are just as strong as the Lakers. So it's going to be an uphill battle. But I'm going to tell you, as long as the Lakers have that bad man, King James, in the building, they have a chance and they have a shot to upend anybody in the West and, for that matter, anybody in the NBA. And so... Right now, DeMarcus Cousins is a Los Angeles Laker, at least for this season. And I tell you what, if the, if the Lakers are smart, they'll sign him to more than one season because I believe DeMarcus Cousins is really going to show out this year. I think he thought that the Golden State, he did enough to stay in Golden State, and then they did not. They went out and they signed Willie Collins-Stein from the Sacramento Kings, and it was sort of a little bit of a slap in the face to DeMarcus Cousins because you got to remember, DeMarcus Cousins wasn't 100% healthy, all right? And he went out there uh, on the Golden State in the Golden State uniform not 100% healthy, and he gave his all. And so he's kind of looking at it like, you know, I went out there, I wasn't healthy, and I gave my all. Some thanks that the Golden State Warriors would not resign me. And so he has a little bit of taste in his mouth. But if you know Boogie Cousins, he'll fuel that into next season. And he's going to wreak havoc on whoever he thinks is in his way. Because he's a very powerful player and he can really ball, man. And so that's a great acquisition by the Los Angeles Lakers by signing one DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. And like I said, the Lakers are definitely going to be a very, very, very tough out. All right. KD. KD news once again, people. KD has, uh, Kevin Durant, when I say KD, I got to give him, put his legal name out there. I like to use the slang sometime, Coach Luke knows. And I know you guys know uh, when I say KD, I'm referring to Kevin Durant. But Right now, what's going on with Kevin Durant is a change of jersey. I think Kevin Durant has played in the number 35 since college, since he was at Texas. He was drafted by the Seattle Supersonics, which later turned into the OKC, Oklahoma City Thunder, and he's always had the number 35, all right? And I don't know what number he wore when he was in high school. But right now, he's making a change, all right? Now, Kevin Durant is now a Brooklyn Net, and he's changing his number to number seven, all right? And a lot of players do this, people. 
A lot of players do this. A new chance, a, a fresh new start, and a fresh new number. All right? It kind of changes everything. You don't keep the same old number. You change to a new number. And so Kevin Durant's new number is number seven. And he'll be donning the number seven jersey for the Brooklyn Nets. And I'm telling you, right now, you see, you already, you know, the NBA is something. You already, Coach Luke was walking down Main Street a little while ago, and I saw a Brooklyn Net number seven with Durant's name on the back. They don't waste any time, man. And I love it. I love it. I, I It brought a chuckle to Coach Luke when I saw it. I tell you, I said, wow, you know, and then when I got home, it was on the news that he's changed his um he changed his number from thirty five like I said Kevin Durant has always wore the number thirty five and they they were um letting it be known that he will now wear uh the number seven for the Brooklyn Nets and that's a beautiful beautiful thing you know when someone wants to change they want to make change and they want to make change from top to bottom and the best thing that they can do is change their jersey number, you know, because now it's a whole new ball game, all right? It's a whole new ball game. Out with the old and in with the new. So congratulations to Kevin Durant. And you're already, he's already getting people to buy the new jersey. And so that's wonderful too, all right? He's already making a little money in the Brooklyn way. So, you know, hey, that's a wonderful thing for Brooklyn. They've got a one of the best, if not the best player in the game. Well, we're definitely going to have to see how he comes back from the ruptured Achilles. But I believe, Coach Luke believes, he's still one of the best players in the game. I mean, between him and LeBron James' apples and oranges, of course, Coach Luke will tell you right now, I still believe LeBron James is the best player in the game. But if you said to me, I don't know, Coach Luke, I think Kevin Durant is, you wouldn't get an argument from Coach Luke. You really wouldn't get an argument. I mean, it's one and two, and you can, you know, kind of maneuver it from there. But I believe he's one of the top two players in the game, man. And and congratulations to Kevin Durant, man. A lot of people are not congratulating him for having his own mind, having his own thoughts, and wanting to do what he wants to do, which is, you know, build his own legacy. Build his own legacy. Sometimes you got to take your own career in your hand. And so I definitely respect Kevin Durant for doing that. I think he picked the wrong New York team. <laughs> but I will give him all the credit in the world for what he's doing with his career and on and off the court. All right? Because I understand he has a lot of endeavors off the court, and he's definitely big in the media market. And so New York is definitely the place for KD to be, man. New York is definitely the place for him to be. So all of his businesses, including the basketball court, can flourish. And so that's a beautiful, beautiful thing for Kevin Durant. He's changing his number to number seven. And so when he wears the Brooklyn uniform, his number will be number seven. Once again, tap in, baby. Tap into All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram. Follow me and I'm going to follow you. Tap into All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook. And if you need good training, you know what to do. Hit the email button and leave your information. Download, share, like, download. Come on, people. All Things Basketball Podcast is for you. Let's go. Well, we got the trade, people. The blockbuster trade was this weekend. All right, but before we had the trade, that bad, bad man, Kawhi Leonard, picked the Los Angeles Clippers. Kawhi Leonard will be a Los Angeles Clipper. But I'll tell you what else happened. Kawhi, Kawhi Leonard went on a little recruiting trip, all right, and talked to one of his homies, also from the Southern California area, Paul George. And a lot of people in the league call him PG. And the boy is bad, man. And so Kawhi Leonard talked to Paul George and said, hey, man, it's time for us to go back home, man. And so Paul George said, how am I going to do that? Because I'm in Oklahoma City. After that, things start to shake and move. 
all right? Jerry West got on the horn with OKC, all right? And things started to happen from there, all right? So Kawhi Leonard is not only just an excellent, excellent player, but he's an excellent recruiter, people, because now not only is Kawhi Leonard a Los Angeles Clipper, but Paul George is a Los Angeles Clipper, all right? So now you have two of the top, two of the top two-way players in the Baton NBA on the same team. You have Paul George and you have Kawhi Leonard. Now listen, what makes the Clippers so formidable and makes them one of the top teams in the NBA is you still got Patrick Beverly. Love him. He's a dog, man. Patrick Beverly. And you still got sweet Lil Williams. All right? And you still got, you know, you got Montrez Harrell. All right? You still got a very strong nucleus in the Clippers building. You really do. They really didn't let up. They really didn't let too much go. All right? But they did let uh, uh, a few pieces go. And so we're going to get into somewhat of the particulars and just bear with me because it's, it's a real serious situation, all right? So, as I said, Kawhi Leonard picked the um, Los Angeles Clippers, all right? So now he's got a four-year max deal with the Los Angeles Clippers. As soon as that was done, the Clippers went out and traded for Paul George, all right? Now, here's the deal with Paul George. He already signed the max with OKC. So his money is pretty set. He just needs to be traded now, right? So now what they did, what, what the Clippers did was they traded Shea Gilgris Alexander and Danilo Gallinari, two players. They also shipped over to OKC four first rounders. Stick with me, people, because now that's six players. All right, Alexander Gilgris, Danilo Gallinari, and four first-rounders. All right, that's six. Now they also have, in 2022 and 2023, two first-round swaps. So now that is seven players. Is that... Coach Luke is losing. Listen, that's seven players right there. All right? That's seven, six, seven. That's seven players right there that that um, OKC will receive for Paul George. Seven players, man. And so it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. All right? But now, hey, what's happening with OKC is they feeling that they plateaued. So they're unloading the whole team, man. And it was it was very fitting that Jerry West, Jerry West ain't the logo for nothing, people. He's the logo on the left side of everybody's jersey in, in the NBA, all right? And he's not the logo for nothing. And I think he was watching Masai Ujiri in Toronto and saying, listen, young buck, I got to show you something, all right? You might be the exec. Everybody's talking big about you, but listen, my name is Jerry West, and I've been doing this general manager thing for a long time. Let me show you how it's done. And so Jerry West went to work. He really went to work, people. I tell you, he's he's one of the best all time general managers. He's one of the best. And so he put this whole thing together, man. Jerry West put this whole thing together. And so now you have... Kawhi Leonard, you also have Paul George in a Clipper uniform. Now, this makes the Clippers, if not one, the top team in the West or in the NBA period. This makes the Clippers at least one or two. And I tell you, Las Vegas has the Clippers winning the, winning the championship. Las Vegas has the Clippers winning the championship. And I tell you what. They might not be wrong because the way Coach Luke is looking at it, I think they might win the championship. Now, as I always tell you guys, and I haven't really broke the story down, the Clippers are near and dear to Coach Luke's heart. 
All right. And I don't, I'm not going to go into why, but I'll eventually tell you why they're near and dear to Coach Luke's heart. So I've always had a strong uh, 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 feeling for the Clippers. Always. But back to the story. Listen, the Clippers are the favorite right now. I thought the Lakers were the favorite. Now, all of a sudden, the Clippers are the favorite to win the NBA championship. And so I tell you what, they have to play the games. They have to play the games. And I also tell you this, the Lakers are right there. And so it's going to be some barn burner games between the Lakers and Clippers. But you definitely got probably one and two. But you can't just do that because you got Utah, who's got a real strong team now. All right? You have Portland, a real strong team. And so the West has gotten stronger. All right? And what I like about the league, people, is that the league is kind of evened out now. You don't have, uh, you know, like the last couple of years, oh, Golden State, you know Golden State's going to win the championship. Right now, the Clippers are the favorite, but we really don't know who's going to win the championship because there's so many strong teams, people, so many strong teams. And so that was the big blockbuster trade this weekend. Paul George to the uh, Los Angeles Clippers, all right? And, and now what's going on is Russell Westbrook is sitting in the OKC with his hands folded like, what's going on, all right? Well, tap in, baby. Tap in. It's a blockbuster trade, but we got to continue to tap in. Tap into All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram. Follow me and I'm going to follow you. Tap into All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook. And if you need good training, you know what to do. Hit the email button. Leave your information. And I'll get right back to you. Download, share, like, download. Come on, people. All Things Basketball Podcast is for you. Let's go. Well, let's get into that WNBA. And you guys know how Coach Loop loved that WNBA war, that WNBA liberty. I know you're listening. I know a few of the players on the team listen to All Things Basketball Podcast. I'm pretty sure they're letting you know that we want to do a live show. All right? We're not going to break the bank. Let's go, Liberty. Get in touch. All right. <laughs> I got to put that in there, people. I know you guys are saying Coach Luke really wants to do a show at Madison Square Garden while the Liberty are doing their thing. And we definitely do. Not just Coach Luke, but the whole All Things Basketball podcast crew. We're ready to go, man. And any live performances, we will do. Don't worry. You just got to get in touch with us, and we got to do that little negotiating thing, and we'll we'll show up and perform at a high, high level and do the podcast live. But we definitely want to do one at the New York Liberties uh, game, whether it's in Madison Square Garden or Westchester. But I kind of got off because we're into the WNBA recap, people. All right? Now, we had quite a few games yesterday. Quite a few bomb burners, man. And like Coach Luke said, anytime the NBA moves forward and gets out the way, here comes that WNBA. All right, let's go. All right. We had, now, I'll be honest with you. Coach Luke finally got to watch a whole game of the WNBA yesterday. I mean, I was proud of myself. I sat there for two hours and watched the New York Liberty play the Las Vegas Ace. And I tell you, the Las Vegas Ace, man, it was a tight game, the whole game, all right? You know, Kia Nurse. Kia Nurse is phenomenal, man. And the Liberty were on a seven-game winning streak. But that ended yesterday because the Twin Towers, man, Asia Wilson, Liz Cabbage, man, these people, they're, they're, they're just phenomenal. They're taller than everybody, for one, and you can't shoot over them. I'm telling you. And, of course, Jackie Young did her thing, too. And, I mean, it, it was an excellent, excellent game. And so the Las Vegas Ace beat the um, New York Liberty 90-58. Now, I'm going to tell you, for three quarters, it was a little bit tighter than that. But then in the fourth quarter, I think the Ace wore down the Liberty. And so the end result of that game, Las Vegas Ace 90 and – um. And the Liberty, 58. 
right? We had the L.A. Sparks and the Washington Mystics. The L.A. Sparks, 98. The Mystics, 81. All right? We had the Chicago Sky against the Dallas Wings. Chicago Sky, 78. The Dallas Wings, 66. All right? We had the Atlanta Dream against the Phoenix Mercury. Tight game. Tight game. Phoenix Mercury, 65. And Atlanta Dream, 63. Wow. Barn burner. That was another barn burner. I tell you what. And so we had quite a few games in the WNBA. So it's starting to heat up in the WNBA. And you know Coach Luke and all things basketball podcast just love the WNBA. Love it, love it, love it. But that's the end of the WNBA recap for today, people. All right. We got one Russell Westbrook is sitting alone in OKC. And so he immediately called his representation to have a a meeting with the OKC Brass. All right. Now, of course, as Coach Luke told you, um, the OKC Brass feels that the team has plateaued and they're really in a, a, a unloading process. All right. And so they've, they've basically uh, unloaded already Paul George, as I told you earlier. All right. They also are looking to, for a place for Steven Adams, their center. And of course, they're looking for a place for Russell Westbrook. But now Russell Westbrook has a super max deal. And so it's going to be hard. All right. You only really have about four teams that can probably make that move. All right. And I'm not going to mention my favorite team because they're one of the four. I'm just so whipped out by, by my favorite team. I'm not even going to mention that they have the money to make this deal. I don't even want to talk about it, but there are a few other teams that could make this deal happen. They are Miami. Miami could make this deal. Toronto could make this deal and Orlando Magic could make this deal. So there's really only three teams that could make this deal. Did I say the Miami Heat? Because I think I said Orlando Magic, Toronto, New York Knicks, and the Miami Heat. So there's four teams that could make this deal because Russell Westbrook has a super max deal. I think he's making $44 million coming up. And it keeps going up to all the way up to forty-eight million in the third in the fourth year of his contract, and he has four more years on this supermax deal. All right. Now he signed this deal the year that Kevin Durant went to Golden State, and so this is a big, big deal. And there are not many teams that it is very dangerous to take on Russell Westbrook's contract. All right. There's only a couple of teams that could make it happen, all right? And so, you know, he doesn't have many options. He doesn't have many options here, all right? A lot of people are saying that um, Miami and Pat Riley will really make the deal because they want to make the deal. I think the other teams that can make the deal are very hesitant. They're very hesitant because you got to remember, from $44 million all the way up to $48 million in the last year. Can you hear that? That's almost $50 million for one season. $50 million for one season. And so it's going to be rough to move Russell Westbrook, but he wants to be moved. He doesn't want to be the lone star in OKC, now that his good friend and his back backcourt partner, Paul George, has went on to the Los Angeles Clippers. And so what's going on now, Russell Westbrook's representation and the OKC Thunder are hammering out a situation where they can move Russell Westbrook. Again, it's going to be hard. It might last all the way up into the trade deadline, which is February, because I'll tell you, this type of deal is so complex. I mean, I never, I've never heard of it. Coach Luke has never heard of a deal like this that keeps escalating higher and higher all the way into the last year. Now, I've probably heard of a deal like it, but I'll tell you what, not at that magnitude. 
from 40 million or 44 million all the way up to 48 million in the last of the four years. That's phenomenal. I really wasn't paying attention to his Supermax deal year by year. I knew he had a Supermax deal that he signed, but I didn't know the extent of money that was on the table. I think it's like 130, 124 million still left on the table for Russell Westbrook. And so he wants to move and he wants to move before the season starts. And that's going to be hard. That's really going to be hard. But I tell you what, there are a lot of teams that'll do it. And this, this is the NBA. And so nothing would surprise me when it comes to the NBA. They might have a way of moving them to another team. But I tell you what, the four teams that can do it, I already told you the name of the four teams that can do it. But it's going to be very, very, it's going to be a very difficult move to move Russell Westbrook with this type of contract. It's similar to when uh, earlier, uh, early on in the offseason, when the Houston Rockets were exploring moving Chris Paul. All right. And, and Russell Westbrook's contract is bigger than Chris Paul's. And the uh, Rockets had trouble even getting teams to the negotiating table because Chris Paul is up for about 38 million the next two or three years. And so that was hard. So I could imagine how hard it would be for the OKC Thunder to get teams to the table to take a contract of 44, 45, and then 40, 46, and 48 the last year. That's going to be something for the next four years. Russell Westbrook will get paid this type of money. Now, he deserves it, but what team will be able or willing to take on that type of money? And again, there's only four teams, four takers that can do it, all right? There's only four takers that could do it. But that's the news with Russell Westbrook out of the OKC uh, Thunder building. He wants to be moved, and he wants to be moved before the upcoming season. Well, tap in, baby. Tap into All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram. Follow me and I'll follow you. Tap into All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook. And if you need good training, you know what to do. Hit the email button, leave your information, and we'll get right back to you. Download, share, like, download. Come on, people. All Things Basketball Podcast is for you. Let's go. The Brooklyn Nets are in... uh, uh, are trying to fill out their roster. Now again, when you got when you have two guys like Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant and you and you're you're sitting on over two hundred and fifty million dollars of a max deal, or actually two hundred and eighty something actually between the two of them. Alright? It's hard to somewhat fill in your roster. You have to fill in a lot of exempts. You have to fill in a lot of minimums. And when I say exempts, uh, roster, roster moves, I'm saying. And as far as minimums, $5 million players. Um, and so you have to do a good job in picking the role players that you will pick around Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant. Okay. And of course you got DeAndre Jordan. And so you're going to have to pay him comfortably. You're going to have to pay DeAndre Jordan upward of 13 to 15 million. And so here you have three different players that you will be playing very, very comfortably. And so you're going to have to be very strategic in how you fill out your roster moving forward. All right. And so you already have a few players like Randy Hollis Jefferson. He just signed with the Toronto Raptors. All right. And so you have a few players that are already leaving the Brooklyn area to make room for these two max players as well as DeAndre Jordan. And so what's going on with the Brooklyn Nets right now, they have to do a good job and filling in their roster with good, productive role players. And I believe they will. Sean Marks is an excellent general manager. I believe he'll tediously look at all of the guys that's out there and fill in that roster that are better suit uh, Kevin Durant style as well as Kyrie Irving style. And so you'll have a few, uh, uh, a few situations where you might sign somebody and trade them or, or bring a couple of draft picks in. 
But I don't believe Brooklyn will have a problem. But right now, what's in the news is that Brooklyn is trying their best to fill and do a fill-in process is what they call it. Because with the two max players that they got, Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant, it's, it's a tedious job to fill in the role players. And so now that's what the Brooklyn Nets are doing. And so that's the news out of the Brooklyn Nets organization and the Brooklyn Nets building. They're tediously trying to fill in their roster behind Kevin Durant, DeAndre Jordan, and Kyrie Irving, which is their big three that they're looking at financially and now proceeding with the fill-in. Once again, tap in, baby. Tap into All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram. Follow me, I'll follow you. Tap into All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook. And if you need good training, you know what to do. You know what to do. Download, share, like, download. Come on, people. All Things Basketball Podcast is for you. Let's go. Well, we've got the Raptors. The Toronto Raptors took a serious hit. They really felt that Kyrie, um, excuse me, Kawhi Leonard was going to come back to the Toronto area. And now that Kawhi Leonard is a Los Angeles Clipper, it is very, very rough. I tell you, it's very, very rough. It's somewhat leaving the Toronto Raptors, the defending champions, and somewhat of a rebuild. Coach Luke doesn't believe it's a rebuild because you still have a lot of talent over there. All right. Do you have a, a team that could win the championship? I'm not too sure with Kawhi Leonard not being there. You do still have a playoff team, people. You have a playoff team. Pascal Siakam is really turning into a star. He's really turning into a star. All right. You still have Serge Ibaka. You still have Fred Van Vliet. You still have Kyle Lowry. All right. And you still have a lot of good players over there. You got a lot of good players. You still have a playoff team. Randy Hollis Jefferson has come in from the Brooklyn Nets. So you have a good team and you have a playoff team. Do you have a defending champion team, a team that will defend the title or have the opportunity to defend the title? Ah, I'm not too sure about that one. You lose a lot when you lose Kawhi because he's one of the best, if not the best. And I'll go out on a limb and say he's the best two-way player, all right? And then comes Paul George as the second best two-way player. And so you lose a lot when you lose a Kawhi Leonard. I'm going to tell you that right now. You really lose a lot when you lose a guy like Kawhi Leonard. And so you, you just don't know what's going to happen with the Toronto Raptors. But I tell you, with Shine Majiri in it, there, you know, you got you got excellent, excellent front office people, Mike Webster, you know, and Masai Ujiri. I mean, you you got excellent people that can run your organization. They're the same people that brought Kawhi Leonard in last year. So don't rule out the Toronto Raptors, the defending champions. But do uh, just out of Coach Luke's eyes. Do I feel that they'll be able to get back to the NBA championship? It's going to be hard. It's going to be hard, all right? Now, again, the Toronto Raptors have an opportunity. They're one of the teams that Coach Luke just mentioned that could bring Russell Westbrook in, all right? Now, that would turn their fortunes over upside down if they brought Russell Westbrook in. And so, you know, we never know. Masai might have a, a, another uh, a roll of the dice and take that big contract that Westbrook has. And so we just don't know. But as the team is constructed right now, I mean, they've lost Danny Green, all right? They've lost uh, 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 Kawhi Leonard. Those are two guys that, I mean, are hard to lose if you want to defend that title. And so, like Coach Luke said, I do believe they have enough to make the playoffs, but I do not believe that they will make it to the championship round this year, provided they don't make a heavy move for uh, Russell Westbrook or one of these type of guys or, or make a trade at trade deadline that boosts their chances. 
All right. And so that's what's coming out of the Raptors building. They're feeling down and rightly so. And they're looking at rebuilding. And so you might see uh, unloading just like OKC has been unloading. You might see that in Toronto in the next year or so. All right. But you got to remember, they hoisted the trophy this year. And so they don't have anything to be ashamed of. They already hoisted the trophy. And so if they want to unload, that's their prerogative to unload. But that's what's coming out of the Toronto building. They're looking to rebuild, and they're looking to surround Pascal Siakam, who, like I said, is on his way to superstardom. All right? He already got the most improved player this year. And so they're looking to surround Pascal Siakam with enough talent to make pushes in the near future. They're looking at Pascal Siakam as their next superstar right now. And so they're going to try to surround Pascal Siakam with enough talent so that they can make a strong, strong push this upcoming season. Well, we're here. We're here, and I had to, Coach Luke had to save the title of episode 28 for the last part of the show, people. La La Land. All right? Now, I briefly talked about it in my last podcast. All right? But I'm going to tell you something. These two teams, the Los Angeles Lakers and the Los Angeles Clippers, they share the same building, people. And all we're going to get next season and seasons to come is nothing but fireworks. Some fantastic basketball will be taking place in the Staples Center when these two teams meet. I'm going to tell you, it's going to be phenomenal. And Coach Luke, as a fan of the game, really has to see all of these games because they're going to be so evenly matched. You've got King James. You've got Anthony Davis. You've got Boogie Cousins. And then on the other side, you have Kawhi Leonard. You have Paul George, all right? You got you got Lou Williams, all right? You got Montrez Harrell, Patrick Beverly, okay? You got you also on the Lakers side. You got Kyle Kuzma, Rajan Rondo. I mean, this is going to be a knockdown, drag out competition. They're easily in the West one and two, and it's apples and oranges, all right? And so that's why this episode is called La La Land. Because both L.A. teams have made a strong push and made a strong move transcending up, all right? And easily, right now, they have the Clippers as the Las Vegas. And, of course, sometimes, you know, the betting people, you really can't go too far with it. But they pretty much look at the favorites and say that the Clippers are the favorite to win the NBA championship. But you cannot rule out the Lakers, people. You can't. Any team that has King James on it, you can never rule out. You just can never rule that team out. And then you got Anthony Davis. You got Boogie Cousins. All right? You got uh, Caldwell Pope. All right? You got Kyle Kuzma. Okay? You, you got a phenomenal team. And then on the other side, you got Montrez Harrell. Sweet Lou Williams. All right? You got Kawhi Leonard. You got Paul George. You got Patrick Beverly. All right? You got a phenomenal team on that side, too. Evenly matched. Wonderful, wonderful basketball going to be played this season between those two Los Angeles teams. And they're going to wreak havoc on the rest of the West and the NBA. Both of those teams are going to be phenomenal, man. Both of those teams are going to be phenomenal. And so that's why we call this episode La La Land. And Coach Luke and the rest of All Things Basketball Podcast just can't wait for this situation to happen. I can't wait to see the first game the Los Angeles Lakers play the Los Angeles Clippers. All right? And you guys know, like I said, I'm Los Angeles Clippers all day. And I'll let you guys know why I'm a Los Angeles Clipper all day. Eventually, I'll go into the story, but Coach Luke don't like to toot his own horn all the time. But the Clippers and the Lakers are going to be phenomenal in the upcoming season, 
please don't miss it. They're easily the top one or two teams in the West. And I tell you, if you pick one of those teams to win the championship, you won't be doing too bad. You really won't be doing too bad. I tell you that. Well, tap in, baby. Tap in the All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram. Follow me and I'll follow you. Tap in the All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook. And if you need good training, you know what to do. Hit the email button, leave your information, and we'll get right back to you. Download, share, like, download. Come on, people. All Things Basketball Podcast is for you. Let's go. Well, wonderful, wonderful, wonderful episode. I'd like to thank all the listeners, everybody that shares, everybody that downloads. We're in the beginning of the week. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good about this whole podcast, All Things Basketball Podcast, because we're just getting more people involved. We're getting more listeners by the episode, and I'm very, very grateful for my staff, the All Things Basketball Podcast staff that's really sitting right next to me and rolling their sleeves up and working with me. And, of course, all of the listeners, I appreciate you, you know. And we're finished for tonight, episode 28, La La Land. And uh, I'll see you Wednesday, 7 o'clock. Good night. God bless.